Hello, and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. This is Matt. This is Courtney. We talk about the do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning. Yes, we do. How are you, Matt? I am very good. Yeah. We are going to continue a series today on grading. Awesome. So we're going to talk about grade conversions today. Oh. Oh. Okay, let's talk about grade conversions. Okay. So there's plenty of different grading scales out there. Yeah, there are a lot. Well... Maybe. I mean, okay. So if we really think about it, like we're talking like high schools. What are we talking? K-12? Yes. <laughs> well, all right. So I high guess, school. Let's, let's talk about more about high school high, stuff. Okay, let's because it really doesn't. Yeah. It, this is going to come out wrong. You're about to say something that write letters to match a tweets at eat sleep stats. Go. It doesn't really matter <laughs> grades before high school. I told you that would come out wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but the reason it does matter in high school is because it goes onto a transcript. Kind right. of it goes onto your permanent record. <gasps> but before then it, it really doesn't. So there's no averaging or there's no final course grade on anything before then. So we're just gonna In talk a traditional about system. True. Well, that's what we're going to kind of talk about here. Okay. It's like a conversion to something in an old system. So it, it blends two worlds. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that makes sense, right? Because from what I have seen in my work with districts and schools transitioning through from, you know, traditional to standards-based to personalized, you know, that, that whole journey. Yeah, this is a spot people land in. Is the grade mm. conversion? I, I liken it to uh, having one foot on the dock and one foot in the boat. And you're going down either way. <laughs> Pretty much, unless you <laughs> unless you move that other foot, either stay or go. Yeah. But, so this yeah. is really uh, quicksand, basically, because you're gonna get. <laughs> I like my boat metaphor. I like your boat one more, but either way, you're gonna you're probably not gonna make it. No. So. As you can figure out, we yeah. are all for not converting. Not converting. But I realize that somewhere you kind of have to. That's true. At some point, especially. To, be, to begin with. You do have to in order. Although I want to argue and say, do you? Do you really have to? But the um, the mass perception is that at some point by the end of the high school career, there needs to be a conversion. So I hope by the end of this podcast, we will convince all of you listeners that we don't need to convert. We Courtney's don't. Courtney's absolutely correct yeah, in we this don't one. Need to convert. But we're going to try to go through some of the absurdity of grading scales all and right. grading conversions. Bring on the absurdity. Where do you want to start, Matt? Okay, I'm going to start with one that's uh, pretty straightforward. It is from the College Board. Okay. How to convert your GPA to a 4.0 scale. So give us some context there. What what 4.0 scale are you talking about? Because I can think of a couple different 4.0 scales. So this one, yeah. the introduction says, colleges report GPA, grade point average, on a 4.0 scale. True. This is the standard scale at most colleges, and many high schools use it. So it has nothing to do with proficiency. No, we know that. Has nothing to do with uh, mastery-based. Right. Has nothing to do with anything except some schools have done a four-point scale. Wait, we put a video up on Facebook that explains this. We did. Go check that video out. Go check that video out. And we'll retweet it also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. really cool. Yeah. But I think we all know that colleges in general use a four-point scale. Yeah, definitely. Which convert to a letter. Yep. 
and a lot of high schools use one or the other or the zero to 100. Right. Which on this, my first rant of the day, says percent grade. Uh-oh. Zero to 100, just because it's 100 doesn't make it a percent. But it does. If I get, if I get, you know, if there's if there's a hundred questions and I get eighty of them correct, I've gotten eighty percent of the questions correct. Okay. If there's seven questions and I get six perfectly correct, and I still get like a ninety-seven. How did that happen? It's percent. So six out of a seven is ninety-seven <laughs> percent. No, it's not. But yeah. okay. So, it, and I always think back to my high school days when yeah. when I. Uh, like wrote papers for English. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Keep going. <laughs> so on one paper that I may or may not have written during lunch period, <laughs> and turned it in 82. five minutes later, I got a ninety-three. <laughs> so that's weird. On the percent scale, that means I get ninety-three percent of it correct. Yeah. What? What? And the what's the seven percent of the writing that I messed up? You know, obviously there was feedback on it and stuff. Right. And, you know, a couple of points off here and there for this was dumb or whatever. But how does that translate to a percent? They don't. So, <laughs> I mean, way to pick on English teachers, but like any kind of. Really, thing. that could be anything. <laughs> yeah, it could be anything. But I mean, that's true. And that could have been true in science and social studies. Like, yeah, but I, I get your point, especially with writing, especially with something that isn't clearly like this number of questions, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, where did that 83 or that 92 come from? How do you get a 78 in phys ed when there's no, <laughs> most of the time, there's no actual paper test? Well, you changed right? Did the, six the teacher days. realize that 78% of whatever you're doing in PE class was correct? Yes. But not 79%. No, you didn't flick your wrist when you were shooting the basketball for your so follow through. So what I'm trying to get at, I guess, is percent <laughs> grades are a fallacy. Yeah. Even on, wait a second, even on something that has like a hundred questions, something that is like clearly has numerical set of things you have to answer, but a percentage score in there is still... Now you're talking to the math teacher. I I know. Okay. So a hundred questions. So all you're looking for in a hundred questions from your example here is right answer or not. Well, yeah. Okay. What about if it's 10 questions and you give partial credit? No partial credit. What if I put up five questions on the board and had 10 teachers take the test and grade it? No, no, sorry. If I put up five questions with all the work done out and then asked 10 teachers yeah. to grade yeah, it. Yeah, you would get, you would likely get different scores, which is why. So how many different scores out of 10 teachers? I don't know. Most likely 10. You think so? I do. I do. I've done this before. And I've gotten grade ranges from 20 to 95. Oh, you didn't give them a scale to use. You just said score Zero to 100, it. score it. Oh, it was zero to 100. Zero to 100, score it. And so, wow. Because one of the questions had a correct answer and the other four were wrong, but minor mistakes. A negative here and there added one plus three equals three. Just silly mistakes that kids do, but the procedure is correct, but the answers aren't necessarily correct. Right. Because they made a silly mistake, and some teachers are like, that's wrong. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. Yeah, And some are like, your procedure's right. You just made a silly mistake, which is not the point of the question, but we can work on that also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Since there were no clear learning targets, 
there was nothing to go off. It was teacher whim. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So summarize your reasons. So yes. zero to hundred is not percent, and it's dumb. Okay, not percent, and it's dumb. Especially if you think about a lot of the the new wave of zero to hundred. And I think I'm going off in a little different direction here. But zero to hundred, the we know the zeros are bad, right? Yeah, you don't zeros want a zero. Are, zeros are almost impossible for kids to come back on. Right. So a lot of school districts in their grading scales have said 50 is now the minimum. Yeah. Oh, this is actually like one of the first places a district will go mm -hmm. when they're starting to rethink their grading and policies. It, it's a step. It's a good step. Because they know that zeros are impossible. Yeah. But 50 is recoverable. Is recoverable. But that means you get a 50% for doing nothing. nothing. You get half right for doing you get half credit for doing nothing. Which doesn't really make sense either. No, you're right. I know. Okay. Okay. So. All right, so we've already thrown out. Although I kind of feel like I still don't really understand why you're saying it's not a percent. If this was a video, I'd put up those five questions and you tell me <laughs> what percent of this question is right. Okay. All right. I, I get what you're saying now. And it's then, not the percent doesn't accurately recognize. Um, represent anything is what you're it saying. It doesn't. It's, it's not a percent. So if yeah. I bring three other teachers in here and give you the exact same fully drawn paper yeah. or test or 100 question test, whatever you want it to be, I guarantee you'd all have different answers. Okay. Because of the way you think about taking off points and what's the right. point of the test, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So how can it be a percent if you're not basing it on percent, if you take one point, you don't off actually this, know what the whole is. Or three points of this, right? right. It's, okay. it's just like eventually it's bad enough that it's failing, and that's yeah. all people care about. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. So we've we've brushed aside the zero to one hundred. You just quickly dismissed the fifty to one hundred. Anything else you want to say about the fifty to one hundred, other than doesn't make sense? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I mean, it's a step yeah. of rethinking it, as you put it. That that's right. a way a lot of districts get into really thinking about what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but still doesn't make sense. Okay. And you'll figure that out pretty quick, I would say. Yeah. Well, I kind of like that. I think, well, I, you'd have to have some well-crafted discussions and professional development around it, which is what I hope districts who make that move do, because it does quickly get you to the point where, well, this doesn't make sense. If the learner didn't do anything, why are they still getting half credit? Right. And that can easily lead to the discussion of, well, what is the assessment really about? And then get into... Then you've got some good questions. Yeah, and then you're starting to talk about proficiency-based education. So when we talk about great conversions, it's where proficiency-based education really comes into play here. It's like, yeah. what is the actual point the of point? what, what, what yeah. is the, the question that you were trying to get the kids to do and how well did they do it? So do you think there are any grade scales that don't disguise or hide or not even have <laughs> um, like the purpose? You know what I'm saying? Like it feels like both of those grade scales we've just talked about before do not they don't need there to be a clear purpose for the assessment. Are there any grade scales that you were planning to talk about today that still hinge on there being a clear purpose to the target, but are still kind of in that standard, the way we think, like four-point scale, high school percentage kind of grades? I'm not asking if there's one that does it well. I'm just asking if there is one. I don't think I fully understand the you question. You don't really understand the question. Yeah, I, I had to send it in a random like I'm at a one. I what? Need, I need help <laughs> with foundational knowledge. All right, so the zero to 100 scale. 
if you're going to use that on assignment, you don't need to know what um, what the purpose of the assignment is, right? Or what the learning is supposed to be. That does not matter to this the grade scale at all. It really all. doesn't. Nor does it matter to the fifty to one hundred scale. Nope. So, are there any scales that are used for this trans trans? Um, uh, the word totally just escaped me. Conversion. Conversion. Are there any scales that you can use for this conversion that mass public believes has to happen that do take into account the purpose or the point of the assignment? I am going to argue no. Okay. Including the one my district uses. Yeah. There's there's flaws with it. Okay. Um, but we'll get to that. Okay. All right. Well, then throw another one at us. What's another okay. scale you, you found that you want to you want to debunk and take down? Well, the A to F. For one. Oh well, people assume. Oh, I okay. I'm making an assumption. So keep, let's keep talking. Okay. That. So the things that I've seen the most, and right now I'm going to talk about letter grades versus zero to hundred grades, because okay. that's the pretty obvious one that, that most people do. Yeah, yeah. That the college board says an A plus is equal to a 97 to 100. Mm -hmm. An A is 93 to 96. An A minus right. is 90 to 92, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, right. The minuses, come on. Grade anyway, ranges yeah. <laughs> just go right in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And that's that's pretty straightforward. That's how I learned it when I was in college. Right. That's what my first school did. Yeah. It was you know, yeah, that's pretty what I straightforward. Had. So I'm going to look at another one. Okay. And this one is Marzano. Oh, we like him. And they're saying that an A plus is a 100, an A is a 95, up to 100, I would guess. An A minus would be a 90, up to a 95. 94. So, like, basically five points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except then but the a B becomes an 80, and a B minus becomes a 70. Oh, interesting. And I'm not exactly sure where it goes, because the scale goes from 5 to 10, back to 5, back to 10 later. Huh. Okay, so there's one. I found another one from a college. Don't know exactly where, but here are their letter grades, and follow along with me as I read. Okay. An A plus is 96 or above. Mm -hmm. An A is 93 to 97. Okay. An A minus is 91 to 94. Okay. Do you sense any overlapping going on? Wait, what? Here's my paper here. Yeah. So a 97 is an A plus or an A. A 96 is an A or an A plus. So there's some of these. So you get to, who gets to decide which one it is? Does it come down to like the decimal on the average? I'm assuming the teacher gets to decide whether yeah. a kid gets an A minus or a B plus, for yeah. instance. Okay. Weird. That's weird. Here's my best one. Best as in meaning what? You'll find out. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've not prepped course. Sarcastic best or true best? Sarcastic best. And I, okay. I like this one a lot because um, it's not about the specific program that does this. Okay. This is this is like a blog post from Jump Rope, which yeah. is a common proficiency-based yes, um, system right, right, right now. Yeah. And, and it, it's cool because this talks about Jump Rope in particular, about how to do things. Okay. But how they do the conversions is that, so here are your options. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty funny, actually. So it says, okay, so we can we can obviously count academic scores versus behavior scores. Sure, mix, separate them out. Mix yeah. them or, oh. or not. Okay. Yeah, it's your choice as yeah. a district, which, okay, 
fair. They, they offer lots of different opinions. Right. Okay, so here are the things we grade on a rubric scale from zero to four or using codes. How do we convert this into a letter or zero to 100 grade? And this is kind of where I'm going with this one. So they have a recommended scale. And this one kind of talks about um, one to four versus zero to 100. Sure. Which is the same thing so as like, like ABCD. They're converging, they're converting one to four to zero to 100. Yeah. Okay. And their equivalents are uh, four, three, two, one is ABCD. Okay. Which kind of, you know, it's pretty standard. That's what a college sure. system does, right? Yeah. Their recommended scale is four is 100, three is 85, two is 70, one is 55, and zero is 55. That's their recommended one. Again, pretty straightforward. Yeah. I've heard things like that before. Another option is a linear scale. 4 is 100, 3 is 75, 2 is 50, 1 is 25, 0 is 0. They have a wow. Count, they have a count by tens. Four, <laughs> 4 is 100, 3 is 90, 2 is 80, 1 is 70, etc., etc. Count by 20s, you can figure that one out. Count by 15s, you can figure that one out. On the fives, so 4 is a 95, 3 is an 85, 2 is a 75. 7 is a percent pass where what you it, calculate blah, 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 blah. Go ahead. What is the, what do they describe the 1, 2, 3, 4 as, like, what does a 4 mean? Uh, a. Whatever you decide a 4 is. So then why do you need the 4-point scale if you're just going to turn it into an A on a 100 point points? Let's just get to the last one. I'm sorry. This is the last one. Number 8. Yeah, yeah. Any crazy scheme that you can dream up. Fair. Now, I'll, I'll read the next one. We recognize that fitting beautiful, pure mastery data into external systems for external audiences is hard. If you want to do something different, contact us. Which is fair. That's yeah, what that's their, their totally. Well, because okay, yeah. So I like the part where it says any crazy scheme. Any crazy that you scheme. You know yeah. what? You can convert any way you want. That's true. It doesn't My matter. district tries to, tries to convert some zero to hundred grades that we get from outside. Yeah into some crazy, how is this going to fit into our four-point scale? My argument is, A, that last one, it's all made up. Yeah. Like most words are. <laughs> so, so. It is all made up. It's all made up just to fit something you're doing that's different into something new. And as you talked about at the beginning, there doesn't need to be a conversion if you no. can articulate no. what yeah. you're doing and what your grading system means. Right. If you can articulate that when you get a score of two in our district, that you've mastered foundational knowledge for a target, and a score of threes, you've mastered the complex knowledge for that target, parents get that pretty quick. Mm -hmm. They really do. If you cannot articulate that, then, you, you, you're, then you're running into trouble. If I'm right. a teacher in a zero to four uh, grading system, in another district and I gave a kid a 3.2 and they ask you why well I took off points for this and points for this and points for this that's not changing anything at all no there's no clear targets there there's no basis for complex knowledge and found foundational knowledge no no there's not there is no conversion between a 78 in one system and a I mean I suppose whatever. you could just arbitrarily assign point values like if you absolutely had to convert it to the four point like the the college four point scale so going from a proficiency four points four point scale to a hundred point scale back to a four point scale 
um, follow, like, because you couldn't just go, mm -hmm. like, I suppose you could assign random scores, not random, but pretty random. So, like, if you said, all right, if you're, ex if you have the exceeding, that's a 100. If you have the meeting, that's a 90. If you have the foundational. Why isn't that an 85 or an 80? Because I or ninety five. So here's what I'm thinking in my head is okay. that you would want to if you were if you were going to do that, for the sake of calculating and weighing learners against others, you would want to give them the highest possible score. So what about if I'm taking a class? I don't even want to say score. The highest possible value. If I'm. Am I being graded against a target or against like everybody else in the class? No, in my in in a proficiency in a strictly learner-centered proficiency-based environment, you're being scored against a target. Yes. Then, for reasons that don't actually exist, but we're doing this anyway because we all believe we have to do this, we're going to convert that proficiency score into the scale that can that measures learners against other people. That doesn't seem like it makes sense. No, but that's what we do. Why do we do that? I have no good reason why we do that. We do that because that's what most people, most schools do and what most schools have done. And not enough schools or districts are at the point yet of realizing that that's, that's not helpful and that colleges don't actually need that. They're fine without it. They don't need that. They don't need that. I agree. And I hope that this... Uh, not just this series of podcasts, yeah. but all of our podcasts in general are trying to drive some of that conversation. That yeah. What is, what is the point of what we're doing? Right. And what are we trying to measure and how we report it? I think I think there's easier ways to do it. Right. As I said, the district that I work in has a scoring scale, which I think is extremely good, mm -hmm. but has some flaws. Sure. Especially when we try to combine those grades together to report out. Right. It's a... You know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the solution is, but I always get back to, <laughs> well, why do things I, I have know to we be, can do better. Yeah, why, I mean, there's, so there's so many questions you can ask, right? It's yeah. like, well, why do things have to be conglomerated into courses? Why do, um, you know, why do we have to have overall summary scores? Why do, why can't it just be a long list? Why do we have to print report cards? <laughs> like, because that's also <laughs> where a lot of this leads to. It's like, oh, we can't, we can't put all of that out because right. that, that report card would be 20 pages long. Yep. Well, do we have to print report cards? Yeah. <laughs> like, there are better ways to yeah. get information yeah. out there. That right. When ultimately what that's what, me. if that's what grades are about is communicating what learners can and cannot do. Are we really doing that? that I mean, right? That's what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. And so Matt, you are positing and I agree with you that um, I would say all of the grading scales you presented today of all of them, none of them clearly communicate what learners know and can do. And I don't think any of the people who came up with those would argue that they do. I think that that's important to say that. I yeah. think so too. Yeah. I don't think they're, they, they don't make sense and I think the people who come up with them know it. Yeah. But you have to do something. I'm going to argue you don't really have to. Yeah, right. Do you? Do you really have to? So what else have we got coming up? With oh, you? man, lots of stuff coming up. All right. Uh, yeah, so cool stuff. So um, if you're paying attention to what's happening 
in the world of personalized learning in your state or around the country, so, um, and us, if you're paying attention to us. So Matt and I are, will be appearing at the Nebraska Digital Learning Association Conference. We are, um, we are a keynoter. We're the keynote for the conference. And we'll, where is this conference? Um, it is at the Marriott Cornhusker Hotel in Lincoln, Nebraska, and it is on... Um, February 14th. Four, yeah, Valentine's Day. Coming right up. Yeah, a couple weeks. So we'll be there for that. Maybe we'll see some of you. Come say hello. Right. Yeah, we're giving. Come and say hi. Yeah, and we're um, we have a couple sessions, and we'll be involved in a like a panel discussion also. So we'll be kind of whooping it up there, talking personalized learning. Um, we also heard of another conference coming up, haven't we? Yeah, there is another conference coming up. What's it called? It is called the Mid Atlantic Conference on Personalized Learning. It is. Uh, about two months away at this point. It's March yeah. 13th to 15th in Atlantic City. Yeah. So if you're on the East Coast. Seriously, East Coast. It's like within driving distance for the most part. Hey, we can or drive fly. there. <laughs> we could definitely drive there. That's for sure. But if you're on the East Coast, it's not that far away. Yeah. Even, even into the, like, I was going to say early Midwest. I don't think. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the eastern part Midwest. of the Midwest. I think that's easily within, uh, uh, within getting distance. Yeah. So. A lot of people can get there. And, yeah. um. Yeah, let's. Uh, Sounds pretty cool. It does sound pretty cool. I think we should we get as many people there as we can. The more, um, the more of a wave we have forming here on the East Coast, the better. And then we can the West Coast wave and the East Coast wave and the Mid Coast wave can all crash together, and suddenly the entire nation will wake up and switch their paradigm. So that's how it's done. Yeah, that's how it works. All the waves need the to waves crash. The waves crash together. Good to know. <laughs> okay. And people take their feet off of the dock and get into the boats. <laughs> and out of the quicksand? No, that was mine. That's right, too. All right. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at PLearnMC and at PLearnMC.com. You can work on to our uh, parking lot, yeah. which we have uh, revamped a little bit lately. So if you've got uh, questions or just comments, yep. uh, please put them on there. Uh, you can always tweet at us. I am at Eat Sleep Stats for lots of nonsense. <laughs> I'm at the Lowland Sea. I've been kind of quiet lately. But and we're also on Facebook. You can follow our page. Again, we'll put that uh, grading video. Yeah, out, we'll repost the grading. Which we video. did a couple months ago, I'd say. Yeah. We'll, we'll repost that and we'll tweet that back out too. 